Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya, folks. You're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 167 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on July the 26th, 2018. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Man. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on? Not much. All right. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. What's going on? How are, how, how are things going over there in Cranford, New Jersey at Rogue Comics? They're well. You know, dog days of summer. Yeah. Is the summer no. usually slow in the comic book industry? No. No. And as a matter of fact, uh, the companies themselves usually crank out a lot of stuff. So, I yeah, no, not slow. People have more reading time during the summer, so that's probably... It's true. There's more kids out. I mean, everything kind of just picks up a little bit in summer. Very true. Very true. Uh, you know, as always, you know, things are obviously picking up here in Orlando for the summer because it is a very busy time here as the vacation destination for most of the world. Um, the, um, you know, the parks have been fairly crowded. Uh, I haven't really been able to get over there recently. Hey, um, a, a Disney topic, but before we get into the news, have you watched this new DuckTales yet? Yes. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Uh, for a split second, I thought you were going to say you didn't like it. No, no, it's, it's fun. no. It is. It, there is nothing to not like about this show. Like, show me a person that doesn't like this new Ducktales show, and I'll be shocked. Uh, I really like the animation. It's very reminiscent of the early comics, right? It's got a cool look to it. Yeah, I like it a lot. And the Scrooge McDuck that's in Animal Kingdom right now is wearing the red Scrooge McDuck outfit. Oh, cool! I kind of feel like I need to go meet him. I love what David Tennant's doing with it. He's reinventing a classic character while still putting his own, but, but while also putting something new to it. Right. You uh, know, it's funny. I, I, they had a thing. I, I don't remember if I mentioned this or not. They had a thing in Disneyland where they pretty much had like a Disney XD meetup kind of with like all the different stars from shows, right. like the cast of Andy Mack and like all that stuff that like my kids really like. And I'll never forget, I'm like scrolling through the list of people and it's like, oh, I'm from DuckTales, David Tennant. I'm like, how did you guys get David Tennant? <laughs> like, That's so funny. It's like a whole bunch of like teenage kids. Oh, and David Tennant's going to be there. I'm like, wow, like that's crazy. I guess it's just, you know, in the comic world, if people love Doctor Who and, you know, he's in so many things. I just thought it was insane that like I just imagined David Tennant sitting at a at a table somewhere with literally just like voice of Scrooge McDuck in front of him. You right. Know? Like I figured like if they were to get anyone from DuckTales, it would be like Kate McGraw or like right. the dude from Community or you know, like, by the way, I love what they're doing with Huey, Dewey and Louie, how they have their own identities now. Like, you know, which one's Huey, which one's Dewey, right. and which one's Louie right. now without having to look uh, like they don't speak in unison anymore. They even poke fun at it at one point. Webby is the best character on the show. Right. I, I love the update to Beakley that she's like an MI6 agent. Like, that's hysterical. And, you know, who my favorite character on the show is, though, like my favorite, like, update is. Who? Well, I will say second. I love Gyro. 
I love what they did with Gyro where they made him like bitter and angry. Right. Uh, but <laughs> I love Flint Heart Glomgold. Okay. In every episode he's in, I laugh so hard. Because they, they turned him into like a from like a devious villain to like a bumbling villain, and it's hysterical. Yeah, they've done a really good job with that show. Yeah. I, I mean and you know what? The other thing is like it's clearly a show that's being written by fans of the original DuckTales. Like it's it is an homage that's getting something new brought into it. Yeah, I mean it must be doing well for him because I mean I was in Target the other day and they had like an end cap of DuckTales merchandise. <gasps> I need all the DuckTales merchandise. There's like figures. I actually got I sent you a picture uh Target had an exclusive ten inch Scrooge McDuck Funko Pop where yeah. he's like swimming in the coins. Yep. Um, super cool. I opened it up. Actually, displays really well because of its size. Uh, yeah, there. So Ducktales is on the map. It's not just kind of like flash and pan. I don't think. Well, and the thing is, like, they're really like they are including all the other Disney afternoon cartoons in Ducktales. Yeah. Like they, you had the Darkwing Duck moment where Jim Cummings came back to voice Darkwing, which was awesome. I hope they bring that back again. Me too. Uh, you had the you had the gummy bears thing. Did you see the right. gummy bears thing? Yeah, yeah. Like they were telling the story about like back in medieval times, there were these forest creatures that helped out the people, and the, you see the outline of the gummy bears, and like I dropped what whatever I, I would drop my drink. Like I was just like, I can't believe that that just happened. And now in the next new episode, uh, they fight the sky pirates, and Don Carnage is leading the yep. sky pirates. Your favorite, but Jim, but Jim Cummings is not voicing Don Carnage. Ah, which so I'm like a little disappointed by that. But what I'm hoping is that like Ducktales doing so well, you'll see a relaunch, like a modern relaunch of Tailspin of Gummy Bears of like I think they'll start doing more of those old shows and make them a shared universe. Uh, you know what? Not a crazy idea at all. And then once a year, you do a big Disney afternoon like team up, like made for TV movie. Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, DuckTales, Gummy Bears, Darkwing, bring them all together. Yeah, you'd have to think Rescue Rangers would be the next one they would try. Yeah, it would be a good, you know, it'd be a good Chip and Dale vehicle. I, you know, the other thing that I love about DuckTales is that they included Donald. Yeah. That Donald's a main character in this. The episode where Donald has, like, that competition with, like, oh, I forget his name, the really lucky, the goose, who's, like, really oh, yeah, lucky. Yeah. That, that episode was absolutely hysterical. You know, I think that's part of it, though, because, I mean, that's how it, it was in the comics. You know, not DuckTales yeah. comics, per se, but in the old Disney comics, it was Scrooge, Donald, and Huey, Louie, and Dewey. So, you know, and Donald was a huge part of that. It just makes sense for him to have a, a big role in this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, you ready to jump into the news? I love me some news. The news this week, as always, folks, brought to you by Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, you can always reach out to Dave at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Uh, worldwide news. Uh, have you ever heard of something called the WDW49? No. Okay, so this was started by the guys over at Parkology. It's not news, but it's something that was brought to my attention that I really want to try, and I kind of wanted to talk about it on the show a little bit. It is a... So essentially, you have to do all 49 attractions at Walt Disney World in one day. Wow. It has been done. Like, people have done it. I imagine the most important thing here would be scheduling, like finding a yeah. day where, like, Magic Kingdom's open to, like, 2 in the morning. Yeah. Um. So let me read you the rules. So uh, it, it's got to be a normal operating day. 
uh, in, which extra magic hours are included. So I think you really have to be staying at a resort to be able to fully take advantage of this. Oh, absolutely. So they don't allow the challenge during special or hard ticket or marketing events like Not So Scary, Very Merry, After Hours events, Early Morning Magic, or the 24-hour round-the-clock events, which don't happen anymore. Uh, so what is the official ride list? That's the question, right? What are the 49 rides? Magic Kingdom. Main Street Vehicles. Now, right away, I feel handicapped because the Main Street Vehicles are only out for a little bit of time in the morning. Right. So you have to go to Magic Kingdom in the morning then because I would go to Where Magic Kingdom even, last. I've never even done that. Where do you even get out of Main Street Vehicles? Uh, right, right at the front of the um, the town square. Okay. Right by where the um, where the flag retrieval is. Like between the train like station and where the flag. You just hang there retrieval. in the middle and hope a. a There's a sign. There's a sign that says, you know, like ride the trolley or something oh. like that. So you can definitely do it. All right. So the Main Street vehicles, the Walt Disney World Railroad, the Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, Magic Carpets of Aladdin, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder, the rafts to Tom Sawyer Island. So I guess you just get on the raft and then ride it back. Like, you know, to actually do Tom Sawyer Island. The Liberty Bell Riverboat. Haunted Mansion, It's a Small World, Peter Pan's Flight, The Carousel, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, Seven Dwarfs Mine Trade, Mad Tea Party, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Barnstormer, Tomorrowland Speedway, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, Space Mountain, Space Ranger Spin, Astro Orbiter, Carousel of Progress. To me, that's already a full day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even really sound fun trying to squeeze all this into a time limit. Right, which is why I'd never do it on a trip, but because I live here, I feel like I can do it. Uh, yeah, that's different. Epcot, Spaceship Earth, Mission Space, Test Track, Grand Fiesta Tour, Journey into Imagination, Soren, Living with the Land, The Seas with Nemo and Friends, and Frozen Ever After. The only real problematic one here, I think, is Frozen Ever After. The, the rest are all pretty doable. Right. Um, Hollywood Studios, Toy Story Midway Mania, Star Tours, Rock and Roller Coaster, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, Slinky Dog Dash, and Alien Swirling Saucers. Notice Muppet Vision 3D, not on this list. It should be on there four times. Mickey's Philhar Magic, also not on this list, so they're not including like the 3D shows. Okay. Animal Kingdom, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Wildlife Express. Uh, that's the train that goes to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Right. Cali River Rapids, Expedition Everest, Dinosaur, Primeval World, Triceratops Spin, Flight of Passage, and Navi River Journey. There's the problem. Yeah, I, this is. You're telling me this has been done. I don't know if anyone like. I can't tell if anyone's done it. Um since the um like like somebody has done it since pandora's open because parkology keeps like like you have to like to be like like put into their like they keep official track of who does this like it's listed on their website but you have to be like tweeting them all day with pictures of you on each ride so that you can't cheat right i don't know i feel like i want to do this but i feel like i feel like i need to do this like in january I mean, how do we know that people don't have like a, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll do like guest fast passes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had it happen well, to me where they say we had something go wrong. I mean, how, like, I, I don't know how else you could do it that you're going to ride a Main Street vehicle and mm-hmm. play a passage. Um, so it says, no, so you can use um, things to get to the front of the line, like Fast Pass Plus, Single Riders, Extra Magic Hours, or the My Disney Experience app. Um, you must follow the stated policy for these programs, uh, utilizing comeback later paper fast passes that are sometimes issued to, issued to guests are allowed. They consider unlucky breakdowns part of the game. And oh, I'm sorry. No, you cannot. I think it's saying here. 
Following techniques are not allowed because they are not available to the average guest. Insider access because relationship with the cast member, going anywhere backstage, the use anywhere fast passes, utilizing comeback later paper fast passes, line jumping, buying multiple park tickets uh, to gain extra fast passes, borrowing or accepting someone else's fast pass, leveraging or special nature of the challenge for the purposes of gaining an advantage, such as appealing to other guests to let you ahead because I'm in a race. Uh, taking advantage of technical glitches or breakdowns in the fast pass system or violating park rules. Those are not allowed. Hmm. Uh, I think a, a DAS pass is allowed as well though, which is a uh, disabled assistance services because honestly a DAS pass, it doesn't really, it doesn't skip the line. It's if it's an hour long wait, they just tell you to come back in an hour. Right. Can you get multiple DAS passes at the same time? No, I believe it's only one at a time. Is it linked to your um, your magic bands? It's linked to the... So, let's say that you and I were going into the park and I had a DAS pass. It's linked to my magic band, but before... To get you on a ride with me, we'd have to go to guest relations and I would have to link you to my DAS pass. Okay. So then, as long... I have to be the one to check in first and then you can check in. Got it. So yeah, there. Uh, I don't know. I feel like like maybe I can try to do this. I would like you to try and do it. I'll definitely try. I feel like I need to do like a couple warm up days first. Like maybe do a day where I try to do all of Epcot first. Like that's the first challenge I try to do. Right. I think Magic Kingdom would be the one. <sighs> that, yeah. I mean, I gotta work my way up to that. Now the problem is, in order to do this, I'd have to ride the Tower of Terror. Well, make that your last thing. <sighs> I really don't like that ride. But, you know, like, it would stink if you did Studio Second and had to ride Tower of Terror, even though you hate it. But if you rode that kind of, like, last almost, the incentive would be that you're going to knock out the uh, the list. I don't know. I'd be dreading nah, because I'd be dreading it the whole day. So you're too busy to really dread. Maybe. Very, very, very possible. Right. Okay, so into the actual news, uh, VI pass holder nights are now being offered to Disney's annual pass holders. They are offered to pass holders of the gold, platinum, platinum, Pro- platinum plus, and premiere. Uh, so silver and weekday selected don't get them. So Disney's doing this weird thing now where they do nice things for pass holders, which they've never done before. Okay. So it's like a special after hours event that you don't have to pay for that as long as you're a pass holder, you can sign up and get a spot in it. Hmm. Uh, so the registration is currently open for those. Passholders should receive an email. If not, they can just follow the link uh, that you could find online. I found it. I found the link also on www.magic.com where I got the story from. I got the email, but a friend of mine already has me down as a as a guest for her, her RSVP for it. So I'm already going. So I didn't feel like it was right to take another one. August fifth right. at the Magic Kingdom from ten p uh, ten p.m. to twelve a.m. September 6th at Epcot from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. And October 25th at Epcot from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. So if you, you can bring, I think, up to three guests, but they also have to be either gold, platinum, or platinum plus, or premier pass holders. So, like, my girlfriend's a silver pass holder. I can't bring her to this. Right. PhotoPass Day is making a comeback this year. Love PhotoPass Day. Remember PhotoPass Day from last year where they bring out rare yeah. characters for special totally photos? Totally jealous. Yeah, uh, so that's going to be August 19th of this year. So if you're taking a trip on August 19th, it's PhotoPass Day in all four parks. No word yet on what characters are going to be out this year, but I do have last year's list if you're interested in that to see what could happen. 
I remember it was pretty great. It was um, Miko joins Pocahontas. So in Animal Kingdom, Miko joined Pocahontas. Timon and Rafiki together at the Planet Watch. Princess Ada with Flick. Uh, and then the photo opportunities were Dream Big, Princess Photo Backdrop before the park entrance during daylight hours. Jungle Book Magic shot near Yak and Yeti. And uh, you could visit the PhotoPass photographer in Dinoland, USA from 9 to 10 p.m. to have a magical Mickey light effects added to your photo. Hollywood Studios, the Queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Maleficent, and Cruella DeVille were meeting on Sunset Showcase. That's the home run right there. Yeah, that's great. That was from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. last year. That was the only one they had. It was just those three, but that's more than enough. Uh, and then they had the same. They had po- a Poison Apple Magic shot on Sunset Boulevard, Fisheye Lens in the Chinese Theater Courtyard area. <clears throat> Epcot. Had the genie joining Princess Jasmine in the Morocco Pavilion, Mushu with Mulan in the China Pavilion, and then they had the Big Dream Princess backdrop, a Baymax animated magic shop with the PhotoPass photographer by Mouse Gear, uh, and fisheye lens near the fountain close to the entrance to Spaceship Earth. Magic Kingdom had Dopey with Snow White, Captain Hook with Peter Pan, uh, the the Princess photo backdrop, Cinderella's coach in Fantasyland, a Tangled Light painting photo opportunity near Ariel's Grotto after dark. Um, Mickey Mouse magic shot on the bridge near Fantasy near Fairytale Garden Garden Main Street vehicles near the Plaza Ice Cream. Oh, the Main Street vehicles were out. Dr- Blah! Wow. <laughs> Main Street vehicles were out near the Plaza Ice Cream Parlor. Uh, in Disney Springs, they just had a couple magic shots. Yeah, I mean, I hope on Photo Pass Day you're not hanging at Disney Springs all day. Photo Pass Day. Like Rusev Day, but you don't know what that is. Our WWE fan listeners were like, yeah, Rusev Day, because that's the thing we all like. Uh, Disney Springs, there's a new restaurant called Chicken Guy coming to Planet Hollywood. All right. Remember we've been talking about the Planet Hollywood quick service? Right. It's apparently going to be a new Guy Fieri fast food restaurant that might be expanding to other parts of the country called Chicken Guy. Okay. So Guy Fieri and the head of Planet Hollywood, Robert Earl are joining forces to open a new fast casual concept at Disney Springs called Chicken Guy. It's located alongside Planet Hol- the Planet Hollywood Observatory and features all natural fresh chicken tenders hand pounded to maximize crunch and paired with a wide selection of sauces. The tenders are brined in fresh lemon juice, pickle brine, and buttermilk and then infused with fresh herbs. Uh menu features the tenders grilled or fried um in sandwiches, straight up on skewers, or in meal-sized salad bowls, and a wide array of sauces to enjoy with the chicken, as well as sides like Guy Fieri's fries, mac and cheese, fried pickles, and fresh slaw. So another fried pickle location in Disney for you. Hmm. Nice. Chicken Guy also has two Flavortown frozen treats, and for dessert, a triple-double ice cream treat or the cinnamon apple. We've got some quotes here. We got a quote from the from Robert Earl, the founder and chairman of Planet Hollywood. So whose voice do we give Robert Earl? Uh, oh, that's a tough call. Uh, what do you think? Like, uh, gonna make him the Joker or something like that? All right, that works. I've had the pleasure of getting to know Guy. First with the launch of his sandwich and burger menu at Planet Hollywood. Since then, we've kept in touch, determined to work on more projects together. (laughs) We have found the perfect venue with Chicken Guy. Certain to be a crowd pleaser, I've personally tasted all the menu items and can't wait to open at Disney Springs and all across the country. Because I know our guests will love what Guy has put on the menu. (laughs) That was a lot. That was very sinister of uh, Robert Earl. 
Seriously, he sounds. Uh, I'm glad he's tried all the uh, yeah. all the offers. So. <clears throat> so then uh, we also have a quote from Guy Fieri. So we'll, uh, you want Kermit Guy Fieri or Doofenshmirtz Guy Fieri? Uh, Guy Fieri is much more of a Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, I'm gonna need a sip of water after this, but. I'm stoked to be building Chicken Guy with my friend Robert Earl. It's all about the real deal, all-natural chicken. But let me tell you, our sauce game is on point. There you go. Yeah, all right, not too bad. Short and sweet. That's why I right. didn't recommend Doofenshmirtz for the longer one. Because it would have <laughs> killed, killed my voice. Uh, the restaurant is going to include both indoor and outdoor seating and specialty developing, specially developed packaging that will make carrying out and enjoying food on the go fun and easy. So there you go. They're currently building it now. All right. Uh, Magic Kingdom news. News from the Magic Kingdom. Ready for this? Yep. Uh, Splash Mountain has a sponsor. Wow, is this the first? I don't remember Splash Mountain ever having a sponsor before now. Huh. Okay. Who is it? Ziploc. Like Ziploc bags, like the baggies, the sandwich bags. I don't know. In some way, that makes sense. It right? makes sense because now with the with the sponsorship, guests will get free Ziploc baggies before going on Splash Mountain to put their cell phones or electronics into. Perfect. Right. Like that That's was always great. one of my things was always bring Ziploc bags in your backpack mm-hmm. so that you go on the water rides. Uh the riverboats. Uh, ex- the riverboat closure has been extended the liberty riverboat in liberty okay. square it was supposed to open up this month but now it has been extended through fall 2018 with no uh reopening date in sight wow why i don't know a little more than skimming for real uh, oh by the way if you're doing this you can't do this ww 49 at most times no. of the year because if something is closed you can't do it Right. So yeah, it has to be time. one of those magic times open. of the year where just nothing is closed. Right. Uh, speaking of refurbishments, BR Guest Restaurant is closing for <coughs> a refurbishment. Sorry. No, they've done this in the past. Where yeah. They've closed it. It's for a couple days. Yeah, it's closing for five. It's closing for four days. So it'll be closing right. on the 20th and reopening on the 25th of August. It's weird. I mean, I feel like other sit down restaurants don't close. Right. Yeah, it's weird. I've never heard of a restaurant refer. I mean, like, except for like big refurbishments, like when Flying Fish closed down for like a year. Right, but I'm, I'm talking, you know, like uh, I don't know, you know, sci-fi. Right, doesn't close for refurbishment. Right, that's that's pretty crazy. We got some Epcot news brought to you by Chewing Clock. The <coughs> it's Doofenshmirtz taking my voice out. <clears throat> Chewing Clock, the new college football podcast from our friend uh, Dimitri Ivanis, former co-host of the Extra Magic Hour here on the White Dragon Podcast Network. Uh, sometimes he and his co-host, Tyler McComas, are breaking down the action on the field. Other times he's explaining why Notre Dame football is the space mountain of college football. Episodes of Chewing Clock are just 15 minutes long and are posted every weekday morning on Stitcher, iTunes, and at armchairallamericans.com. Okay, you ready for... We have one bit of Epcot news, but I feel like it's kind of a biggie and it's going gonna, it's gonna to elicit some conversation. All right, that sounds promising. Yeah. A massive electrical update is coming to the World Showcase Lagoon, which is lending uh, credibility to the longstanding rumor that they are getting ready to replace Illuminations. Huh. The Reedy Creek Improvement District approved extensive electrical updates to Epcot's World Showcase Lagoon in a meeting held earlier today. Uh, this is a from this is from an article on www.magic.com. The Orlando Sentinel reports that the electrical work will cost over two million dollars 
and will involve drilling a pipe from the south side of the lagoon into one of the lagoon islands. That's a little bit more than just casual updates. Hmm. That's a new show. Yeah, the weird thing is, though, like, if you're going to do a new show, maybe it's just me, like, you know, isn't it going to have to be, like, virtually the same kind of theme? I mean, you'd think the theme would still be, like, togetherness and unity of the world. It has to be, right? I mean, they're kind of pigeonholed into that, I feel I, like. A yeah, I mean, bit. it's not, it's a round world showcase. It's not going to be like, like the, the Mickey Mouse Storytime show. Like, right. Oh boy, let's ignore all of these countries and just focus <laughs> on IPs, huh? Wouldn't it be great if it was like a Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, <laughs> with the new, with the new roller coaster? <laughs> if it's, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's frozen. They free, they like freeze the lake and, It'd be great. Like you went just when you thought the hype was over, <laughs> just in time for Frozen Two. It's Elsa's ice spectacular in the sky. Okay, moving along to no, we have uh, we have Dak news. Disney's Animal Kingdom, Pizza okay. Safari is family style now. What does that mean? They bring yeah. out like a large pizza. Well, as of July thirty first, and this is only for dinner. Um, it's gonna, it's keeping the regular menu for breakfast and lunch, but, um, <coughs> for dinner, after placing your drink orders at the check-in podium, you'll be seated in one of two dining rooms that have been designated for this new experience. Once seated, you'll be served a selection of family-style plates delivered right to your table. Two appetizers, which are a caprese salad and a Caesar salad, as well as three entrees, including pasta, chicken, and pizza dishes, and you end your meal with a sweet dessert. The family-style dining will be offered between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. every day starting July 31st for uh, $20 for guests ages 10 and older and $12 for guests ages 3 to 9, including tax and non-alcoholic beverages. Beer and wine will also be available for separate purchase. This experience also counts as, ready, one quick service credit redemption on the Disney dining plan. Wow. I feel like that's kind of a home run if you're using the dining plan. Yeah. Now wait. Now, how many people do you have to have? I don't think uh, they didn't. I don't think you have. Like, you can go in as one person. I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, as long as you, you throw you on your to, twenty bucks, you need to go and try this. Like just by myself. Like, don't bring anybody. Yeah. Just sit down with a huge plate of pasta, chicken, and pizza. Yeah. Doesn't that sound great? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can make reservations for this also. It's available currently at DisneyWorld.com slash dine or by calling 407-WW-DINE or talking to your travel agent like Dave Weikert. Uh, reservations have been available as of July 17th. So there you go. It's interesting because, you know, I always think Animal Kingdom doesn't really have, like, uh, enough dinner options. I ate Yaki Yeti last time, wasn't super wild about it. Um, well, I mean, clearly Disney agrees with you. So, eh, it's interesting. All right, that's the news this week. Okay. We got through it. Yeah, that's some news. Yeah, we're good. Uh, All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we will be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned, folks. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. 
course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier? Makes your trip planning a more fun experience. Tell me, it sounds like something I need. Absolutely, you need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in. In 2008, and in that time, has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. You give them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. My name is Dimitri Ravanis, and I'm the host of a brand new podcast called Chewing Clock. Now, you might remember me from my old show here on WDPN called The Extra Magic Hour. Well, now I've got a new podcast each and every weekday morning talking about my one true love, college football. That's right. Chew on that, wife. 
You don't have to be a hardcore fan of the sport to like the show. You don't even have to be a fan at all. Sure, sometimes we're talking about what's happening on the field, but other times I'll be arguing passionately that Nick Saban is a Gryffindor, not a Slytherin. So tune in each and every weekday morning. The show is never longer than 15 seconds, and you can always find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and at armchairallamericans.com. The name of the show is Chewing Clock with me, Dimitri Ravanis, and my co-host, Tyler McComas. Join us every weekday morning. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic work days to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks, with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Folks, we've been teasing it for quite a lot of weeks now, and finally we are happy to kick off the Two Men in the Mouse Walt Disney World World Tour. Uh, And what that is, is we are going to be taking a world tour throughout World Showcase. And so we're going to be diving deep into each of World Showcase's pavilions. We are starting going counterclockwise if you're facing the... Uh, um, um, no, it's clockwise, but starting from six. I have a <laughs> I huge issue with this. Yeah, you, you, This is not the first time. No, not at all. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're looking at World Showcase Lagoon. We're hanging a left. We're going right into the Mexico Pavilion. So that's where we're going to start our adventure. The Mexico Pavilion, our neighbor to the south here in the United States of America. The first pavilion that a lot of people check. It, so I, I find that it says a lot whether you go left or whether you go right. Uh, I usually go right, and Mexico is my last stop. But the Mexico Pavilion being the first stop, on, I can definitely see the appeal of it. So that's why, folks, for our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are kicking off the world tour with Epcot's Mexico Pavilion. I'm psyched for this. Um, you know what? You make the case this is the best pavilion. Uh, it's not, I mean, I don't, it's not my favorite. Just saying it's, it's got a lot going for it. I mean, my heart's favorite is Canada, obviously, but my, like, like, like if I'm looking at like, what's the most like impressive, I'm probably going Japan on that one. Yeah. Just this one has a, a wonderfully themed restaurant, a ride. It's got uh, two wonderfully themed restaurants. I mean, the decor, it, this has a lot going for it. Yeah, absolutely. I think you I think you can make the case this is the best. Not saying this, saying Is it, it your favorite? It, it might be. 
do you go left? You go left when you go to Rush always, Showcase. Always. Okay, so you start in Mexico and you end in Canada. Correct. Yeah, interesting. Okay. You know, and for folks that are drinking around the world, it's, you know, starting in Mexico, I feel like actually could also be a detriment. Oh, uh, you know, or maybe <laughs> not. Like, would you rather start? I mean, you don't drink, so you wouldn't really like know. But like, I'm wondering if you'd rather start with tequila or if you end with the tequila. I feel like I can't uh, offer an opinion on yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like you can. I'll have to ask the people in the uh, in our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouse. All right. So the def- w- the first thing that you notice when you walk into the Mexico Pavilion is the p- is the pyramid. Right. The second thing you notice is the drunk guy climbing the front of it. But <laughs> um, it's the a pyramid pre- is definitely an intention grabber. Yes, it's a pre-Columbian Mesoamerican pyramid, which means it's a step pyramid. Uh, very different from uh, like the pyramids of Egypt, which are you know perfectly triangular. These are these are built more like blocks almost. Um, right, it's a step pyramid. This is not a pyramid of steps. Right, don't climb it. Right. There's a sign up front. This is no climbing. Now, here's my thing about the, about the Mexico pyramid. It is one of my favorite ways to beat the heat in Epcot. Because it is okay. so air conditioned in there, it really is, and it's also dark enough that it really feels cold. I don't yes. know if that makes sense. No, it definitely does. Light definitely has something to do with like the mental, um, the mental state of being hot. When you first walk in, you step into the first room, which is the Art of Mexico, and it features artifacts and national treasures of Mexico. There's also a Kidcot Fun Stop in here as well. You ever meander? Like you ever like stop in the Art of Mexico, take a look around? Of course, every time. Do your kids do the kid cut stops? Never have actually. See, Never really shown interest. I figure with your kids loving Duffy so much, I think the kid cut fun stops. At least they used to have lots of Duffy stuff on them. I gotta tell you, I bet you I could convince my daughter to do it now. We're in a little bit of Duffy withdrawal, so I bet you now I could. Why are we in Duffy withdrawal? Just because there's no Duffy. And no character meet and greet. You mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, I miss him so much. Yeah. Bring him back. I did see Duffy has a uh, new friend. Not Daisy May? Well, there's like a whole bunch of or Shelly, Shelly May. May. There's, there's like a new turtle friend now. <gasps> there's a turtle? Yeah, pretty cool. Oh, I need to see that turtle. Uh, anyway, anyway, the um, so as you go past um, Art of Mexico, inside you have the Plaza de los Amigos, which means Plaza of the Friends. Uh, it's fashioned to look like a Yucatan jungle complete with smoking volcano and Mayan pyramid in the background of the distance. That's such a cool sight to see when you walk in. Yeah. And if you're playing Agent P's World World Showcase Challenge, which there is a Agent P story that takes place in Mexico, the one of the last uh things you'll do is something involving the volcano. Hmm. So didn't know that. That's cool. You never done the Agent P there? No. There's actually quite a bit of stuff in the pyramid. Like you know I there's like a dancing skeleton, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, colorful carts and shops dot the um, the Plaza de los Amigos, offering Mexican jewelry, Kahlua, pottery, clothing, including sombreros, leather goods, pinatas, and something called worry dolls. Have you ever heard of a worry doll? No. What's a worry doll? Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. They're like they're. They're really small dolls, like only about like two inches or something like that. But the function of them is what's really cool. In the doll's original Guatemalan tradition, a local legend about the origin of the Muñeca Quitapeña 
which I guess means worry doll, refers to a Mayan princess named. She has a name. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we all wanted you to, but all right. It's like. I'm worried about being culturally insensitive if I like butcher I this. Got it. So got it. Uh, the princess received a special gift from the sun god, which would allow her to solve any problem a human could worry about. In traditional and modern times, worry dolls are given or lent to brooding or sorrowful children. Uh, they would tell their doll all their sorrows, fears, and worries, then hide the doll under their pillow during the night. After this, the child will literally sleep over their fears, and the next morning, all sorrows are said to have been taken away by the worry doll. Worry dolls have also played a role in modern pediatrics and child psychiatry. During a psychological interview with children, some counselors have offered a worry doll to the child as some kind of imaginary but trustworthy listener, a layer, and contact person. The doll, in turn, will work for psychiatrists, psychologists, educators, and parents as some kind of agent and troubleshooter between child and adult. Today, worry dolls are sold in huge quantity in Guatemala and Mexico. Nuns and poor children sell them to tourists as souvenirs. The dolls are also quite popular since they are so small and thus easy to carry around. So there you go. This world tour took a uh, different turn than I was expecting. Wait, you think it's a? Do you think that was dark? <laughs> no, I'm just saying it is uh, educational in that sense. Well, I just feel like now people will walk through, they'll see these little tiny worry dolls, and they'll be like, "Oh, I hey. do want to look for it now." Yeah. Uh, also located in the pyramid, Artesanias La Familia Fashions, casual Mexican clothing and jewelry for women and children. You've seen that shop in there, right? It's right by the entrance to uh, mm-hmm. the Grand Fiesta Tour. Yep. Now, I, I'm going to touch on the food in here, but we're going to come back and do all the food in the pavilion at the end. You have La Cava Tequila and the San Angel Inn in here. So that's pretty cool. Also, and this is important, I feel like you're going to look at me weird, but I feel like it's important to point this out. Okay. Restrooms are located in this in this pyramid. Um, okay, I get why it's important. Why? Why what? Why point it out? Because people need to know where restrooms are when they're in Disney. So now our listeners will be, if they're like in Mexico, they're like, oh, where's the restroom? Oh, I know. It's in the pyramid. Hmm. We're trying to provide a service here, Peter Mandel. I get it. I get it. I thought you were going to tell me some of the other pavilions don't have bathrooms. Or uh, some of the pavilions don't have bathrooms. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't think there's a bathroom in Norway. There's no bathroom in China. I th- honestly, I think the only bathrooms are Mexico. I know the U.S. has one. Mexico has one. Morocco has one. There's no bath. I don't think there's a bathroom in Canada. Um, I don't know if there's one in the U.K. Yeah, you know what? I need to figure out like where the bathrooms are in the World yeah, Showcase. Helpful tip. Here. Good job. But I know that there, there's some countries do not have restrooms. So there you go. Uh, and then right. a really cool fun fact about the pyramid. <coughs> the Illuminations Control Center is located on the top of the pyramid. Huh. Yeah, pretty neat, right? Maybe that's what that guy was trying to get. Maybe. Maybe he was like trying to like like make maybe he was like really against global unity and he was just like, No, countries should stay separate and not cooperate. <laughs> I'm gonna shut this down. Or maybe he was just super drunk and someone said, Hey, I bet you you can climb that. Mm, that's also a good guess. I think I've told you this in the past, but like I always been like, I don't understand why people think they can climb that pyramid when they're drunk and then because i don't usually drink an epcot because the drinks are very expensive but then one day i actually like drank an epcot and i looked at the pyramid <laughs> and i'm like i could climb that i totally make that <laughs> like i get it now like it, it's a, it makes a little bit more sense uh 
Our friend Mikey Weisenhunt over at themagicalmeltdown.com actually has a t-shirt um, that ha- it's like the Mexico, it's it's picture of the Mexico pyramid and it's, it's this like Mexico climbing competition. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. I really want to get it. <clears throat> He's also got the two men in the mouse shirt. If people want to get a two men in the mouse t-shirt. Nice little support. Yep. Uh, the Grand Fiesta Tour. One of, I love the Grand Fiesta Tour. So you want to know one of the reasons why I end at Mexico is I feel like the Grand Fiesta Tour is a nice air-conditioned way to end your World Showcase experience. Okay. I really like it that way. Uh, so the Grand Fiesta Tour replaced the original ride there, which was called El Rio del Tiempo, which was just a casual um, you know, boat ride through Mexico. Now they've added... Go ahead. I still have fond memories of that. Yeah, so now you you had the three caballeros, which are Jose Carreras, Panchito, and Donald Duck, uh, from the 1944 Disney movie The Three Caballeros, which the three caballeros got their start in a uh, short that was a part of the larger uh, movie Saludos Amigos. Uh, the animatronics at the end of the ride were added in December of 2015. We covered them on the show. Originally, they were part of the Mickey Mouse Review in the Magic Kingdom from 1971 to 1985. They then spent 26 years in Tokyo Disneyland before being returned to the U.S. for D23's Destination D event in 2011. Then they were inserted into the ride. Okay. I love the, those animatronics are so much better sure. than the old because originally, oh, yeah. yeah, originally it was like a it was like a screen. Yep. Yeah. The, I remember the first. I guess I wasn't really paying attention. I can remember coming around that that corner and seeing them for the first time and yeah. just being like, "Wow, those things are great." Yeah. I, you know what? Like, I I couldn't get over how much better it was. Like, because there are no real animatronics of like the three caballeros at all in the attraction until you get to the end. They're mostly appearing on video screens. Right. I, you know my my favorite video screen? What's your favorite video screen in all of uh, hmm. Grand Fiesta Tour? I mean, I like the diving one just because it's... That's what I was just going to say. The classic. one that's on the ground. The diving one yeah, is my favorite. It's great. I do like the the parasailing one where Donald's bathing suit is up there and he's running naked yeah. through the water. Yep. Like... But he's Donald Duck, so it doesn't matter. Uh outside shopping there there are some uh, there's a shopping experience outside el ranchito des norte <coughs> which is that outside bazaar there featuring souvenirs from northern mexico so it is ah, yeah breaking it down only northern mexico entertainment you've got mariachi cobre out there they do 25 minute shows throughout the day they are tra- they are a traditional mexican mariachi band and sometimes when they're not there another mariachi band called viva mexico fills in for them uh, they're great. I always think they're a, a wonderful part of the experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, characters. We do have a character meet and greet experience here. I want to say every pavilion has... No, every pavilion does not have a character meet and greet experience. There's nothing in Japan. Really? Nothing in Japan, nothing in the U.S., nothing in Canada. That's true. I don't... Um, UK's got one. France has got one. Morocco's got one. I'm, I'm like thinking now. Um, Italy does not. Italy doesn't have one. No, Germany does. Germany does. Norway obviously does. China does, and Mexico does. So yeah, some of them have them, some of them don't. But you can get a picture with Donald Duck in his three caballeros, serape, and sombrero outside the pyramid. So it's like if you're facing the pyramid, the Donald Duck area is just off to the right side. Have you ever got a picture with that, Donald? I have, and I've actually been like out there. I told you this one time it was literally just starting to rain. We were the next people, so they brought the entire line inside the pyramid. 
Interesting. And we all got pictures pictures with Donald on the inside as well. That's pretty cool. I just got I finally got a picture with him for the first time, which is wild because Donald's my favorite Disney character. Now, uh, do they ever have like the three Caballeros out there? No, I they, mean I've got. I got that. I guess a long time ago. They had the three caballeros out for a um, the last DVC event at Animal Kingdom. They were out there, but they didn't have Donald with them. Huh? Even it, weirder. It was just Jose Carreros and Panchito. So they, uh, they disassociate from Donald now. In August, I'm going to the DVC event as a guest of a friend of mine. Um, that's in Epcot, so maybe they'll have them there. That'd be really cool. It makes sense to have them there, right? Of course. Yeah, no word yet on, on who that who's going to be there. But all right, ready for the food to close us out? <clears throat> yeah. The San Angel Inn restaurant. What what can you tell us about the San Angel Inn restaurant, Pete? Uh, it's beautiful. And most of their dishes have cheese. Most of the dishes Sorry. do have cheese, which means it's probably <laughs> not a very good thing for you. Uh, I do like going there, though. I think it's wonderful. I mean, as somebody who frequents a Mexican restaurant literally twice a week. Uh, it's true, but it's Tex-Mex Creole. It's a little different. What? Uh, over at, over at, uh... Yeah, Tejas. I mean, you can Jose get crawfish, Te- and it's, it's not oh, full-blown. Okay. You know? I only ate at Jose Tejas once, and that was because you, like, forced me to. It's wonderful. So, for those of you that don't, that don't know what we're talking about, which is probably 98% of you, um, Jose Tejas is a Mexican restaurant in, what is it, Woodbridge, New Jersey? Yeah, Avenel maybe. Island, Island. Island, yeah. Um it is and it is Pete's favorite restaurant in the whole world. Uh it's true. I went there last night. I've gone there <laughs> twice a week, probably for the last I don't know, fifteen years, but I've gone at least once a week for I think it's been twenty two years. That's weird and disturbing, right? Yeah, wow. I there's no there's no food place in the world that I've gone to once a week. I know. Every week for that long. It's funny. I remember seeing on a Parks blog one time, this couple had gone to sci-fi for like 52 weeks in a row. Like they've gone to dinner on like Friday nights or something. And they made a big deal about it. And I'm like, 52 weeks? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there, should mean, be, there should be a gold statue of you in the lobby of Tejas like, at I've this point. I've gone to Tejas for 20 years yeah. like every week. And twice a week now. Jeez. Tejas is also wonderfully loud and cheap and... Mm-hmm. You know, kind of awesome on every level, and the and, menu's diverse. So, and no matter when you go to Jose Tejas, it could be a Wednesday night in the middle of the work week. You're still waiting. Probably how long? Uh, last night we waited 40 minutes at 9:30. It's yeah. always a wait. Always I know that seems crazy, but I'm I'm with my friends, or you know, on the weekend I'm with my family. Um, the even weirder thing is going in there. Like when we leave, so it's probably 10:30, pushing 10:45. There are always people still coming in. That's so weird. Now, they close at 11. So at 11, they stop seating. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen like families coming in at like 10.59. I'm like, wow, okay, cool. So given the fact that you are a Mexican restaurant connoisseur, right? what do you get at San Angel Inn? Uh, I mean, like I said, a lot of their dishes are fairly cheese heavy. Mm-hmm. I'm typically just going with some form of steak. Okay. Not gonna. Do you get the chips and guac here? Yes, uh, it's okay. I find the chips not sturdy enough the last time I was there yeah. to withstand the chunkiness of the guac, but that you know, definitely was not a bad thing. I mean, I, I liked it. Rebecca and I ate there recently, and it was, it was really nice. Like, I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a nice restaurant. Yeah. 
so it's table like I said, table service overlooking the it overlooks the Grand Fiesta Tour attraction. So when you come around the bend in Grand Fiesta Tour around the uh, the pyramid and the volcano, you pass by the San Angel Inn. Which I I always loved. I always thought that was really cool ambiance wise. Yeah. Have you ever sat right by the balcony to like look down at the water? I think one time very early on. I feel like the last five times I've eaten there, I've always gotten terrible tables. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a great table last time either. Uh, so here's an interesting fact about San Angel Inn Restaurant. <clears throat> it is the sibl- is the sister restaurant of another San Angel Inn that is located in Mexico City. And that huh. San Angel Inn dates back to 1692. Interesting. Yeah, so there's a little factoid you didn't know about the San Angel Inn. It is an actual Mexican restaurant. It's like it's a copy of the one that exists in Mexico City. Except that one's by a real volcano. Probably. Uh, then you have La Hacienda de San Angel. And I'm just going to be American and say La Hacienda de San Angel. Um, it is lakeside. So it's not in the pyramid. It's outside across the across the way. It's right there by the by World Showcase Lagoon. So if you time it correctly, this is one of the restaurants where you can actually get a really good viewing of Illuminations. I'm sure. Have you eaten there? Yes. I have not yet. Uh, how is it? Um, pretty good. Again, it's hard for me to. I like Mexican food more than the rest of my family, so right. it is hard for me to always push Mexican on them. I think you said Heather doesn't like Mexican food, right? She doesn't. I mean, she'll tolerate it. But, but she's uh, been eating uh, at a Mexican restaurant once know. a week for 15 years. That's, that's We have a wonderful relationship. Yes, you do. Concessions on all sides. Yep. Uh, this restaurant opened in September of 2010, so it's a fairly recent addition to World Showcase. Then you have my favorite, La Cantina de San Angel counter service with outdoor seating the best chips and guac you can find on property tacos nachos empanadas mexican salads i love this place me too you know what i say it's the best guac on property but it's probably the same guacamole that you can get in la cava or in san angel inn yeah you don't think they make it they they must make them in separate places and honestly uh Guac is all about technique, right? I mean, you make a different guac than I make it. It's just about how you make it. I I feel like I feel like they're different, probably not ingredient wise, but just in technique. Then again, you could go on different nights and get different guac. Oh, I mean, guac is so subjective, too. I mean, like I have a friend who's literally like Orlando famous for his guacamole. Oh, nice. My friend Larry, he works at uh, the Whole Foods, uh, one of the Whole Foods here in Orlando, and they actually call him the guac father. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I've actually never had his guacamole. Like, I keep like wanting to have some, but like we've never been in a situation where I could get to have any. Uh, so, La Cantina, another great place to watch fireworks. And they have nice ice pops. Do they? You ever gotten like a counter service meal there? No, I mean I've gotten counter service meals there, but I never had an ice pop. Well, we so we were on like the meal plan and got a counter service meal there. And like as like uh, the dessert, this is back when they still had that, you would get an ice pop. And I'm like, well, how am I going to go eat all this? And then like this ice pop's going to melt. And they're like, no, no, come back after and just tell us which ice pops you want. Oh, that's like, so cool. Oh, awesome. My kids loved it. They thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I'm not a big ice pop guy. Really? Yeah. I never have been. I mean, I'm not really either. 
but you know, like my ten-year-old daughter thinks ice pops are awesome in the summertime. Well, yeah, I love so. the ice pops that are like are essentially just like colored, like they're colored water. Essentially, you have to snip off the top of them and you push them up. Like, yeah, like we have cheap. them in the house all the time. Yeah. That is not what you're getting there. No. Uh, it is a actually great like fruit juice pop there, which is yeah, pretty impressive. But, but like a firecracker, you know, like those those red, white, and yeah. blue ice pops. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do those. I get I get the no. juice all over my hand. It's it's just a messy mess. All right. You got to eat it quicker. Yeah. I, creamsicles. I'm all there for cream. They do sell creamsicles in the parks now, by the way. Oh, that's cool. It's one of the regular ice cream offerings that they give out. Uh, La Cava Tequila. Another uh, another great place to eat and drink here in the World Showcase. That's actually in the pyramid. La Cava Tequila is a small tequila bar that's kind of hidden away. It used to be Epcot's uh, best kept secret. It used to be easy to just walk in now. You usually have a wait, or you got to come back, or you got to take your stuff to go. How long has that been there? The Cava's been there a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have an actual date on it, but it's been there for as long as I can remember. Hmm. Uh, the the tequila that you can get there is great. I've done tequila shots there uh, with our friend Scott Farney from Three Sheets of the Mouse. And uh, it's definitely a good tequila shot. You, remember, you were there that night, too. He offered you one and didn't realize you didn't drink. Yeah. No, I declined that, <laughs> yes. but I appreciate the offer. Yes. Um, but they give you the little thing of salsa to shoot afterwards, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, they have really good margaritas there. They've got like an avocado margarita. They've got all sorts of specialty margaritas. You can also get light bites. You can get the chips and guac there, too. And they have like, you know, Mexican appetizers, essentially. The last place for food and drink in in the Mexico Pavilion is Chosa de Margarita. It's the margarita stand. Uh, used to be over more towards the Norway Pavilion, but they've actually shifted it over, and it's now before the pyramid. So if you're looking at the pyramid, it's on your left. Right. So that gives you uh, frozen margaritas, margaritas on the rocks, and snacks like empanadas, tacos, and chips and guac. Now, a thing to remember about Chosa de Margarita, it, it does not accept the Disney dining plan. Hmm. So that's something to remember. And Pete, that is the Mexico Pavilion. Any other like memories you want to share about the Mexico Pavilion or facts or? I mean, it's weird how these pavilions are so small. Yeah. In actual size. Mm-hmm. Yet some of them, I, I don't mean to uh, disparage other pavilions, but like something, someone like you know the Mexico one, they pack so much into there. And I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, with the pyramid. You're probably right. You're able right, to you're able to get a lot more out of that pyramid than you would most places. It's just amazing. I mean, you're talking about you know kind of like four like eat or drink spots or a ride, uh, a mariachi band, a meet and greet, you know, an actual very cool like you know eye catcher in the pyramid. They they just have a lot going on in a very small space. But you know what I will say about it? A lot of these world showcase pavilions are larger than they do appear. Well, because, of course, because a, a lot of people will just walk through like just on the main thoroughfare, like that main road that goes through all mm-hmm. the pavilions and they won't actually go deep into the pavilion. Right. Yeah. You got to go like uh, on all sides. Yeah. Like the UK has got that like back area where British Revolution plays France. If you go further back in France, you've got another a whole other quick service location and the ice cream shop. See, France, I feel, and yeah, I don't want to get into, you know, on a Mexico day, but the France one I feel like is poorly um, laid out. I almost feel like no one really knows all that stuff is back there. Nobody knows. I tell people, I tell, I'm like, no, there's more stuff back there by the Eiffel Tower and they're amazed. We'll talk about that when we get to it. You know, I love that ice cream shop. 
Now, I mean, let's talk about the integrity of our world tour here. We're, we're going to go in order, right? Like, that's kind of what I we're doing. have to go in order, yeah. So we're going Norway next? Yeah. <sighs> all right. Why? I'm just not looking forward to the Norway one. Why? Because it's all frozen. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't cover some of the wonderful history of Norway that we used to love. That's true. It's still a fond memory the, and a recent The wonderful memory. informational video about Norway that we all used to skip. Yeah, well, don't watch that. Well, we yeah, we we didn't we didn't appreciate it when we had it. All right, so that's it for Mexico. Thank you uh, for joining us for that, Pete. Any uh, anything else before we uh, close I, it out? I would like to go back to that Mexico Pavilion as soon as possible. Yes, me too. I, I may go sometime this week. And well, uh, that's gonna do for two men in the mask this week, folks. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Ugh, doofenshmirtz kills my voice. Thank Good you job. for joining us and for us uh, kicking off this world tour with us. Uh, can't wait to journey all throughout the world with you guys to places like Norway, to China, to Japan, to Germany, to Italy, to France, the United Kingdom, to Canada, and even the good old U.S. of A. Uh, and so, folks, if you love our good friend Peter Mandel, please check him out over at his comic book store, Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey, located at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or check him out online at roguecomics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're taking a trip to Walt Disney World, please check out our friend Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. He can also book your trip to Disneyland, uh, Disneyland Paris, Shanghai Disneyland, the Disney Cruise, Universal Orlando Resort, any any Disney property or Universal Orlando, uh, you can get through Dave Weikert at no additional cost to you. Reach out to him, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. If you're renting a crib or stroller um, for your next Walt Disney World vacation, check out our good friends over at Kingdom Strollers. They will rent you the crib or stroller of your dream, deliver it right to your Disney Resort. Check them out at KingdomStrollers.com. And, folks, if you are a college football fan, check out our friend Demetri Ravanis and his new college football podcast, Chewing Clock, over at ArmchairAllAmericans.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Only 15-minute episodes, one per day. Definitely a can't miss. Uh, adds a certain, injects a certain amount of whimsy into sports, and I really enjoy that. All right, well, that does it for this week. Uh, Pete, any closing words? I think we should take a break from the uh, Doofenshmirtz voice. Maybe maybe for a little bit. It might mess you up for a week. All right, folks. Uh, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.